Hello and welcome to the Pet People Podcast with your host Angela Fagan, sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find all things pets in one place. Hello and welcome to Meet the Pet People Podcast with me, your host Angela Fagan. And today we're going to be meeting Lee D'Angelo, who is the co-founder of Dig the Dog Dating App. So without further ado, let's meet Lee. Hi Lee, great to meet you. It'd be great if you could just introduce yourself to our pet parents listening today. So I'm Lee, the CEO and co-founder of Dig, the dog person's dating app. We also did start Tabby, the cat person's dating app, but we started Dig first. Uh And we started it because a few years ago, my sister was dating a guy who tried to be a dog person for her. But by the end of the relationship, he didn't want the dog in his apartment or he put blankets and towels down on the couch so her dog didn't touch anything. And she said to me, I wish I just knew from the start Mm -hmm. that this wasn't going to work because of my dog. Your dog is not something you're willing to give up or change or even want to consider. You know, your dog is a part of your lifestyle. And that's why it's so important to match people based on true lifestyle choices and the way you want to live your life as well. You know, not everyone on Dig has a dog yet. They want to date someone with a dog. Uh That's actually our our number one ad, right? (laughs) (laughs) Huge bonus. Uh, But, uh, you know, that hit us a few years ago. This was just about the time when dating apps were becoming way more accepted. You know, there was still, uh, this was 2015 when we first started talking about it. We launched in 2017, but it was, you know, people not thinking of it as just hookup apps anymore, but just starting to switch that mindset to realize this is a really big shift in how people get to meet each other, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and cut to the chase is really what we were most excited about. And niche dating is, you know, was out there in terms of religion. Uh You had J-Swipe and Christian Mingle, and those were working well because you had this set community of people that you could reach out to. And we thought that the dog world was the exact same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's this incredible community. You identify as a dog person. You, uh, you know, go to the vet that has a community. You go to the daycare that has a community. You go to the groomer that has a community. There's yeah. so many different ways that you can interact with dog people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just needed one more way to interact with single dog people. So <laughs> yeah. It was a really exciting time. When we first launched, we actually launched city by city across the country. My sister and I starting the company together on the ground in a different city across the U.S. every single month, wow. throwing a dog-friendly event where people had to download Dig in order to get in. But we had 20 or 30 dog businesses who would come to these events and do things like bandana making or treat making or CPR lessons for uh-huh, dogs. Uh-huh. And so it was just this really fun, interactive way to, to meet people immediately, realize that there's this awesome single community. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we did that for a few years before really opening up US-wide. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I did, when I had a wee look at your website earlier, I saw you've got lots of great pics from different events like Dig New York and Dig New Orleans. So you, you've been you've been to quite a few places, which is really really nice to see oh yeah Yeah. and dog people are different in every city you know that's another thing that we learned along the way but Uh it's really important for people to recognize that on the app as well you know just being a dog person that should be your base level 
right? Yeah. Then you've got to figure out that the right person is there for you. And even between dog people, what does that mean to different people yeah. is incredible. You know, when you're in Texas and you throw your lab in the back of the truck before you go hunting, uh-huh. they're a dog person compared to in New York City where you have to put your chihuahua in your handbag in order to board the subway. Yeah. They're a dog person, yeah. but they're very, very different. And that's why this is a niche, but it's a huge niche. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. So you've mentioned your sister Lee a few times um, there. So can you tell us who she is? Yeah, my sister is Casey Isaacson and she's my co-founder. She is the creative one. What we like to say is she makes things look good. I make things sound good. (laughs) (laughs) From the very beginning, she designed every single screen, everything that you see. So Mm -hmm. uh, from every investor deck to advertisement to the screens on the app itself, that's all done by my sister. Extraordinarily talented Um, design comes from the advertising world Uh and obviously very passionate dog lover who was looking for someone. So excited to say that last year she actually found someone on Dig. Yeah, I was actually. Which was yes. I was going to ask that. Goal, yes. <laughs> we were like, all right, shut it down. We're fine. <laughs> we were so excited um, that she was one of our success stories too. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. so, so Lee for yourself. So, can you tell everyone out there? You know, what did you do before you you started Dig? What What is your profession? Quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, I was a TV news reporter. Uh, I was an investigative reporter and TV news reporter at multiple stations. I was in Syracuse, New York at the ABC station there. I was in the New Orleans station, Fox 8 station there. And I worked for One Africa Television in Namibia as well. Uh, Then I got my master's in Homeland Security and Emergency Response Management. I taught as a professor at Tulane University in New Orleans, uh, Media, Terrorism and Disasters and Introduction to Journalism. Right. I also was the regional director for the Coastal Conservation Association of Louisiana, Saving the Fish, which was actually my first introduction to the animal world uh, from the business side, Uh uh, going through the fish. Um, And I also do a lot of media consulting, communications consulting, and I do contract work for NASA on their web modernization team. Wow, that's so interesting. What a really incredible, varied background you have. Like I said, dog people come in all shapes and sizes (laughs) and we can find them everywhere. So it all comes together around truly communications and passion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everything that I've done has really been focused on how do we get the word out about what we're doing and why is it so important to connect with those individual people, right? From from journalism and shaping your story to uh, emergency management communications uh, to nonprofit work, getting the word out. It's all been, for me, about different ways of connecting with audiences and making sure people are getting what they need and what they want. And that really comes to play when you're talking about the emotions and dedication of people who are looking for someone to spend the rest of their life with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, I mean, I'm even thinking back to my younger days when, whenever um, I've always had dogs since since I was a young child. And one of the, the key things was my dogs are my babies. So um, if you meet someone and they don't like dogs, then goodbye. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, we, but we didn't have internet dating then. We just had to suss them out on the go, do you know quite rightly as, as a pet parent where it's important to us to make sure that our, our new partner loves our doggies as much as we do and you mentioned you've got a cat app now because people used to say are you a dog person or, you, or, or are you a cat person um, I'm a bit of both I've got dogs and a cat 
Um, so I would probably be on both of them if I was dating That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what we found is that cat lovers are more likely to say that they're just animal lovers. Yeah. And dog lovers are more likely to say that they're specifically dog lovers. Yeah, yeah. And so there's definitely, you know, rival worlds there, but it's all around the idea that you can find someone with the capacity to yeah. love. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and just now, um, your app, is it available just in the USA or are you in other countries? It is available in other countries, but it is available to everyone just by going on the website. So you can actually log into the app in the same world by going to digdates.com and tabbydates.com. Right, brilliant. Have you had any um, traffic for, from maybe the UK? Do you have anybody on... Yes, we do, in part because our development team is based in the UK and Isle of Man. Right. Uh, and so we do a lot of a lot of extra work there, um, yeah. you know, probably before we were ready to in terms of marketing, but just getting the word out. Because when people find out about us, uh, we're not going to stop them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do want to do everything the right way because a bad dating app is bad for the people who are using it. These are really excited people, vulnerable people who are looking for love. And if they get on there and no one's reaching out to them, they don't know that it's not because we haven't done any marketing or really opened that city yet. Uh You know, they might think it's about them. So we really do try to say, you know, we want to open it up. We want to know where it's generically going, Mm -hmm. where people are sharing it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we really want to support those areas as they take off. And so um, we did get a lot of interest in the UK. We had a big story published from the Daily Mail last year on Uh dig dates. So that was a big, a big boost as well. Uh, But yes, if you go on there, you'll certainly find people, but know that if you don't find your, your exact person right away, that we are working on it. (laughs) And just by reaching out to us, and letting us know you want more can do, go a really long way. Right, brilliant. Because that's quite a good thing if people say, oh, well, there's nobody really from my area on there yet that let you guys know. And if there's a demand, then you can concentrate on it. I've got a wee note here to ask you about success stories. So you mentioned that your sister ha- had found um, her 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 future um, husband. Do you, you have any yeah. stories? Yeah? yeah, and that is the absolute best part, uh-huh. right? <laughs> because um, for a dating app, People leave your app all the time and all you do is just hope that it's because they found Uh someone they love and it's hard to, you know, necessarily keep track unless they come back to us and tell us the story. And I, when I started this, I thought everyone who goes on a date is going to want to let us know. They're going to want to be like, hey, I met someone and we're we're going to a dog-friendly restaurant and, you know, apparently... It should have been really obvious. Not uh, everyone thinks to email their the CEO of their dating app about how their, their love life is going, but know that we live live for those stories. Um, one of my favorite ones is uh, actually a great story because it shows that Dig actually works and mm-hmm. is really important for different age groups. We heard that someone found it, a, a guy was 70 uh-huh. and met a 54-year-old, right. and they met on the app. She did not have a dog, but she thought she was supposed to have a dog to be on dig, so she actually borrowed her friend's dog <laughs> to take pictures <laughs> with. He did have a dog. Uh, they met up in the New England uh-huh. area, right. and they're engaged. Wow, what a great so, story. Just just unbelievable, mm-hmm. and it, it just highlighted for us, you know, what we already started seeing very quickly was uh-huh. that... People, we did not think we would be a lot of people's first dating app. 
Uh-huh. You know, you're going to go to the brands that you hear more of and that are much, much larger. And that's totally understandable. Most people use three or four dating apps at one time mm-hmm. for up to nine to 10 hours a week on wow. average. Wow. So they're, they're basically spending a part-time job's worth of time on multiple apps. And we kind of figured that you would try multiple apps and then hear about Dig and say, oh, this is how I really want to hone in. Uh-huh. Um, but what we found out was that we were kind of like the gateway for a lot of people to try online dating because of that feeling you have when your dog is by you. Yeah. Uh, and you know how you feel more comfortable. Um, you kind of bring that with you by entering the online world, knowing that you can lead dog forward, right? Uh, you can lead yeah, with dog photos and th- th- talking about your dog's story and asking about dog friendly locations near them and really kick off the conversation about something you love and care about that is deeply about you but makes you so so comfortable and so we we found that a lot of people were trying dig as their first dating app which came with a lot of struggles as a small business because suddenly we had a lot more communications about how to be safe on uh-huh. on dating apps in general? Uh-huh. You know, what does it mean that someone didn't write you back? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> ghosting is horrible, but it's also a lot of how this culture works. And for people who aren't used to that and are just trying online dating for the first time, that's a really hard thing to learn. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, we don't encourage ghosting, but uh-huh. you also have to understand how to handle it when it happens. And so. Uh, we we realized really quickly that people were trying dating apps for the first time through uh-huh. Dig and now through Tabby because of this awesome connection to the animals. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's been a learning experience for us, but but wonderful. Yeah, no, fascinating because I think if you're on there with your dog, then it's almost like you and the dog, you and your dog are in it together. So it almost feels like you've got your buddy with you to hold your hand if it all feels a bit scary. And as you said, you've got things to talk about in common. Lee, can you tell me about, you? I had a wee look earlier at the blog that you've got on your website. Can you tell me what sort of articles are on there that if people want to check it out? Definitely. So we've got Dig Unleashed. It's both on the app and on the website. So you'll see a lot of that same content um, on both. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a lot of date ideas. A lot of those come from our users, which is really great. Um, people tweet at us or send us Instagram at Dig Dates and, and show us different dog-friendly businesses near them that they uh-huh. want promoted as a great dog-friendly date idea. And we love that. Uh-huh. Uh, and so a lot of our content comes from very localized small businesses in different cities. So you'll find like top 10 date ideas for you and your dog and, and a date in Atlanta, for uh-huh. example. Uh-huh. And we'll, we'll try to make it really hyper local and content that really relates to the people on the app. Like I said, if you don't see your sitting city on there, wow. all we need to do is know that there's a big uh, opportunity, and we we really go after it. We yeah. we work with as many local rescues and vets and businesses as absolute possible, in order to make sure that we're letting our users know that these places are an awesome opportunity for you to go out and interact with dogs. You know. If, if you have two people without a dog, one of our favorite dog-friendly date ideas is uh-huh. going to walk the dogs for lunch at a yeah. local shelter. Yeah, um, the, you know, Things like that come to us because we are so connected in uh-huh. the dog community and we rely on our partners. And so you're going to see a lot of really cool uh, date ideas. Um, we've got dog treat recipes. Uh, you know, there was obviously a lot of COVID content on uh, there um, uh, and, you know, how to get your dog to sit pretty for Zoom, <laughs> things like that. 
<laughs> or for the great photo and things uh-huh. like that. So uh, uh-huh. lots of dog puns and, and uh, dog pickup lines you can use if you really want to try. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, making things hyper-local, because I think for people going on um, dates, it's really good. You, you're almost giving them a helping hand of where to go. So the, they've, they've got their dogs, they know they've got something in common. You're telling them the sort of places they can go to. So it's literally just showing up and see if you like each other, I bet. <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, so in terms of social media, Lee, I'm sure um, if, if you can tell the pet parents out there where they can find you, what channels you're on. Um, we are at digdates.com and tabbydates.com, but you can also find us for your iPhone and Android by going to download the apps themselves. We've got a lot of awesome things coming up on both of uh, the apps and websites in terms of things people have been asking for. Yeah. So uh, as soon as we're able to release that, we absolutely will. Uh-huh. But again, it's all focused around compatibility, making sure that you're cutting to the chase, able to find the right people and the right animals for your house and, and your home. Oh, brilliant. And it was it was interesting earlier, you talked about um, an elderly gentleman who'd found a date on, on your app. So it's quite good that you're, a, you're over such a wide range of ages, um, whereas I think that's maybe something that you don't find on other apps, would that be right? Definitely, yeah. yeah. You know, dating apps really hone in on different age groups. Um, Bumble's really great for college age and right after. Mm-hmm. Tinder's even a little younger, 18 through college age, all the way up. I mean, Tinder is wonderful and huge. Yeah. Um, you know, Hinge is really late 20s, early 30s. We found that we are more early 30s or late 20s also because of the time when people are really thinking about their first pet. Yeah. So it really aligns as people are, are thinking about what matters most to them in terms of their lifestyle and their pet. And then from there, a lot of divorcees, right. you know, people who their pets have become their home and their family. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe mm-hmm. their kids have already moved out and they're single again and mm-hmm. they've got their number one thing they're concerned about is is maintaining the lifestyle that they love in terms of what who's in their home right now which is their animal so yeah. uh, that's why we, we started seeing a lot more in terms of different age groups and it's been wonderful right brilliant and I noticed on your website as well Lee that you're signed up to pledge if you can tell people a wee bit more about that Sure. Yeah, we pledged to the 1%. It's called Pledge 1% and basically all of your company when you when you do that, you decide if you're giving 1% of profits or time or you've got a lot of different options mm-hmm. always dedicated to nonprofits and and giving back. And so when we launched, we knew from the very beginning we were at least giving, you know, that bare minimum of 1% of our our time and our dedication and our funds to be able to support the nonprofits that we love. That was so easy for us so very quickly because every single city we go to, we want to immediately connect and make sure that if we can benefit the local animal nonprofits in that area in any way we want to. We want to mm-hmm. hold our events there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of our advertising on social media and on Google and on, on Instagram features adoptable animals. So right. if you see an animal in our advertisements, uh, you scroll down in the comments and you can actually see where they're available for adoption. And we realized very quickly, if we were going to be spending money to promote ourselves, if there was any way that money could also benefit mm-hmm. local animals and shelters, we wanted to do that. And so that was always really important to us, very important to our users as well. This community yeah. is so loving and caring and, and um, always wants to give back. And we just wanted to make sure we matched all of their expectations and went beyond. Uh-huh, that's brilliantly. So just to sort of finish off now, I'd like to know who are your pets? Who's Who have you got there with you? 
I've got Penny. She's a five-year-old German short-haired pointer. Wow. She's currently sleeping behind me. <laughs> well, at least she's being quiet. My, my dogs usually bark when I'm in the middle of, of recording a podcast. If we went right after a walk, which is exactly uh-huh. what we did, yeah. it's the best time. So <laughs> we've, we've definitely learned. Um, but, you know, for podcasts like these, having a little dog bark isn't too bad every yeah, now and then. Yeah.